pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. Hello and welcome to this inside episode of Outsmart the Pain. I have no idea in what capacity you are listening to these special episodes, but my thoughts were initially to catch the interest of the person who maybe thinks it's a bit too long to listen to 30 to 45 minutes about a subject not too familiar before. Then you can get a little glimpse of the last week, and if you don't like it, don't listen more, but you could actually listen to the longer episode the week before if you want to. Also, you might want to just rehearse what you heard before, or maybe just hear my thoughts or listen to other things I think are related to the subject and you think is just a bunch of baloney. Who knows? And since I haven't done any market research, I don't know who I am talking to right now. So I would be more than happy if you dropped me a line at info at karstenalbeck.com and told me. Sometimes I meet people who say they listen to my pod, which actually makes me surprised, every time. I must tell you about a marketing thing I heard about before, talking about not knowing exactly what you're doing. There was this company which several years ago made some kind of air refreshener. The idea was that people who worked in environments where there was a smell to it, I think they talked about the fish industry or something, the marketing department was introducing this spray or marketing it toward people who came home and smelled fish, I don't know. But when they checked the market after a while, the sales had went up, but not at all with the pointed advertising toward this special group. So, who did actually buy this air refreshener then? Well, it turned out it was the housewife who had just cleaned the house thoroughly and wanted an extra sniff of a scent which made it obvious that the house was fresh and clean. So, both the target group and the purpose of the product was not at all as expected. And haven't we heard about that before in many different circumstances? So, I might be totally wrong in who is listening to these episodes. Maybe it's just my own patience, so it does not reach anyone outside a very small circle. Maybe people who want to listen to bad English to get better self-confidence. We will probably never know. But at least the number of listeners is growing. Slowly, but it is growing. That that makes it fun to continue. By the way, I was talking to a rheumatologist the other day for an episode maybe aired in November or December. But he told us about gold being a standard medication, I guess you could say the gold standard, for rheumatic disease for some times ago. 
and the whole thought was that gold is antibacterial and one thought that bacteria were responsible for the disease. Well, there were no bacteria, so the gold did not kill them. But it had other effects totally unrelated to bacteria, but which still helped against rheumatoid disease. So even in healthcare, or maybe to a very big extent in healthcare, coincidences just made us find good treatments for some diseases. But again, that was not what I was going to talk about today. Because last time I talked to Volodymyr Romanenko, who is a neurologist in Ukraine. If you are a doctor and a pain specialist, your base speciality can actually be almost any. But by tradition, the first ones were actually working in anesthetics and neurology. Not saying that I am old, but then it fits perfectly to have a chat between a neurologist and an anesthetist. That's me, if you didn't know. The reason I talked to him was that he is also really involved in pain in Ukraine, and I have been interested in hearing how things are for real in this country, suffering so much from this war started by Russia. We get fed so much information in our newspapers and social media, but listening to someone who is actually living there is something completely different. At least that's what I feel. But I must start with something completely different, like I always do. Many years ago, I was at a dinner during medical school. The hostess was becoming a doctor. Hallo Mareike from Germany, if you are listening to this which you are not. The hostess was becoming a doctor, but had previously studied on a more humanistic level. I don't remember exactly what her studies were, but she had invited the medical students from her class and friends from her former class. I was sitting beside a young woman who at the middle of the dinner looked at me, made a gesture with her arm between us and said, here is the border. I said, what do you mean? And she said, listen to what the right side of the table is talking about, and then your side of the table. So I listened. The right side talked about movies, what had been done last weekend, and what was planned for the next. Dinner, plants, motorbikes, clothes, you name it. Then I turned my attention to my side of the table, where the medical students were sitting. We were talking uh, diseases and patients and diseases and patients and diseases and this has followed me through the years when we doctors get together we often talk about our cases we often present ourselves as being physicians whereas you seldom hear someone quickly saying that they are an economist some people work with something and some people seem to be what they work i work with economics i am a doctor right or wrong that is my take so it was not surprising that although i was talking to someone clearly very much affected by the war affecting his loved home country volodymyr was really burning to talk about pain and the patience and the success the consistent work with pain academy and pain education has been in ukraine Volodymyr is the scientific director at the Ukrainian Medical Academy, so he is very knowledgeable in this field of medical academics. 
He told us how his country in maybe 10 years has grown from not having much at all to do with pain to having several pain-related journals, published thousands of papers and organizing education within the pain field in medical schools. I also told him how I admire neurologists, but he did not tell me how he adores anesthetists. Ouch. So, pain-related information is of course as important outside Sweden as it is inside. Around 20% of the population worldwide is said to have persistent or chronic pain, but of course not everyone is so heavily affected it affects their daily life. But it is a huge burden for many people. And talking about burden, Volodymyr told us that a lot of the soldiers now participating in the war are carrying heavy armory and ammunition, causing them to get non-specific back pain. So we think the number of people with persistent pain will increase in Ukraine after the war, unfortunately. Then, of course, we talked about the war itself, where he said that it is so different to experience it firsthand when reading about it in the newspaper or even watching live footage. Getting awoken not by the alarm clock, but from the air alarm during airstrikes, missiles hitting non-military targets almost anywhere in the country, and so on. And even if we could expect Volodymyr to be very agitated about the war and of course disliking or hating the enemy, he was very wise in the way of trying to explain how things had been before the war and maybe how things started. It was not strange to understand why Russia thought that a part of Ukraine would welcome Russian involvement since the inhabitants came from Russia, spoke Russian and were a part of Russian culture. Also, Volodymyr said that many countries have earlier fought for their freedom, like Sweden has not had war for 200 years. And maybe this is Ukraine's fight to become a sovereign country, not to be attacked again in the future. I will not dwell much more about the war business we talked about. If you want to hear first-hand information from an Ukrainian, this is the episode to listen to. But what about our own engagement in the war, or at least for our fellow Ukrainians? I said that I actually think that it is human nature not to engage too much in a war that doesn't exist in our own territory. It might be our brain which is trying to normalize things, to make it a bit easier to comprehend. So just like we do not care too much in our daily life about the starving people in Africa, which happens every day, we have normalized the Russian war in Ukraine as well. This might be our brain's way of dealing with it, and maybe we should not be, so to say, angry toward people not engaging in it, but supporting people who are, of course. But we need not to forget about the war. So many people are suffering without even wanting to take part in it, and I think about all children who need to go through all this, and of course also all children who get both physically and mentally hurt by the war action itself. For their sake, we just cannot forget. So, what can we do? Well, I do a little tiny bit by talking about it here. Volodymyr told us that we could visit the website war.ukraine.ua 
and share the latest news on social media to keep people aware. The website war.ukraine.ua And of course, if you can donate any money, this would of course be welcome as well. I have met several patients and colleagues in my surroundings who are doing so much for the refugees coming to Sweden. Taking them to the local youth sports activities to make them part of a team and giving them something to do here. I have a former colleague who is collecting money and donating to produce children's books for Ukraine. If you want to know more about this project in particular, you can google the different networks she is working with. For instance, Health Tech Without Borders, UA Brokers Without Borders, that is medical supplies, Popcorn and Friends for Ukraine, which is support for children. My friend Norbert van Roy is working with Ukraine and, for instance, is delivering drones and medical equipment, among many other things. He really recommends us all to get to know the initiative Eyes on Ukraine, so I would urge you all to visit the site www.eyesonukraine.eu, just like it sounds, eyesonukraine.eu. If you can make a contribution, please do. If you can spread the word, please do. If you can tell someone else to take a look at this page, thank you. Don't have a bad conscience that you don't do anything. We are all occupied in our own lives. But if you can do something, there are people who are so, so grateful for this. Don't leave them fight this war alone, and we need to help them through this. Those were quite serious words at the end, but life is serious. On the other hand, there are many things in life we should be thankful for, don't you think? Next week I will talk to Björn. Now that sounds very Swedish, doesn't it? He is one of those IT guys, but he has done some things very differently. I felt that I wanted to do my own thing. I had this vision about the company I wanted to create. He does not want his co-workers to come to the office, for instance. I wanted to do my own thing. Now, how does this work? I had this vision. Join me next week and see. Now, take care out there. And I hope to get your permission to talk to you next week too. Bye.